0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you know that a war is upon us. We have just arrived from the sands of time, and you choose ye on this day which brand you will serve. There's a war coming. Should you join that of NXT? Smackdown, or the one they call Monday Night Raw. It is time for a war to begin, and only one will survive for the Survivor Series. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what's happening? This is your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Botch King. Welcome to another episode of Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm just going to be your host on today, solo dolo, no guest this week. We're going to keep it real brief on today's show. We're just going to cover a couple of topics, man. And, uh, shoot, without further ado, man, let's get right into it. So, the main news that has been headlining the wrestling world this week. Oh, man, man, man. That sweet Saudi money coming out of the sands of time. Good old Saudi Arabia. Uh, folks, what can we say about this? Huh? You know they say not to make a deal with the devil sometimes, man. I mean, you know they say that when you when you do things and you and you you know you use blood money, you know, just for the love, you know, they truly mean it when they say money is the root of all evil. People when you make deals with a government that is outside of that of US government, there's a reason that Sometimes the government want to kind of come at you, you know. Yes, I'm talking to you, Vince McMahon. I mean, albeit, I respect you, man. You're doing a lot of dope business moves, but some things should just be kind of left where it's at, because what you're doing is you're putting your talent in danger. What do I mean by that, folks? Well, let's get right into that. So, last Thursday. Halloween night, ooh, Halloween night. Oh, it was Halloween, all right, because it was a scary situation in Saudi Arabia for a lot of WWE talent that made their way on out there. Shout out to the ones who were smart enough to, you know, not go, whether it be for personal reasons or religious reasons. Either or, shout out to you guys, because you guys were actually the blessed ones in this situation. Therefore, you didn't have to go all the way across to the Red Sea. You got to stay right be with your family and get ready for Friday night smackdown. But let's get back to that. We'll get back to that in a second. Now, Thursday, Halloween day. Very spooky situation, you know? And uh I can tell you, I mean, being here in Georgia, it was it was a pretty regular regular rainy, chilly halloween-esque type of day you know you got your scary movies you know you got uh your onesie or your halloween costume you know you got your nice halloween candy even though trick-or-treaters didn't seem to come to the door like that this year but hey it's okay it's okay you know you got plenty of candy leftovers for any kids that you come nearby or people who just got a real big sweet tooth craving but that's neither here nor there you see one thing that stood out about Halloween was good old WWE Crown Jewel, a.k.a. Sweet Saudi Money, as we call it in the wrestling world. Now, given the significant time difference between here in the U.S. and Saudi Arabia, the showtime on the WWE Network for this show actually began to air at about 1 o'clock. So, If you've never watched any of these Saudi shows, whether it's for a personal reason, maybe you just don't care for the card, you know, or maybe you just don't have the network subscription and you've never really had a chance to watch a Saudi show. Well, let me say either time. So far, they've had, uh, I think, about four, five, maybe six at most of these so far. And let's just say they've all been memorable for a lot of the wrong reasons, Going back to the first one when you had a lot of Saudi government people who had their friends and families in the crowd who looked like they weren't even really into wrestling to begin with. They were just kind of in their uniforms and watching wrestlers perform. So there was that. And then over the next couple, they got a little more exciting. You started to see like, oh, there are actual wrestling fans in Saudi Arabia. So lately, these past few shows have been... A lot better from a fan interaction standpoint. However, it's just, even with that, it's still weird to witness Um, when you watch these on the network a lot of times. Because you appreciate the fact that, even though they're kind of stuck in the past a little bit, because... A lot of them want wrestlers from like 2007 and 1989 and 1995. You know, wrestlers who really aren't current and up to date and in their primes. And Saudi government is wanting Vince McMahon to bring this person and that person and this person and give us matches like Goldberg versus The Undertaker, a match that looks great on paper, but was about 20 to 30 years too late. And then us wrestling fans pretty much talk about it in a way of, that was a waste of my time. You'll have a few good matches in between time, but they kind of go right under the rug because all people tend to care about is the big mainstream match that usually doesn't deliver, such as Kane and The Undertaker versus D-Generation X with a returning Shawn Michaels who is clearly past his prime a Triple H who is also past his prime tears his peck in the middle of a match and, yeah, just doesn't feel like the 90s anymore because it's not, people. We're in 2019. But we fast forward to the current crown jewel where WWE seemed to have run out of ideas to a point where they realized, you know what, some of our talent are not what they used to be or, you know, we haven't really done our part to build the quality stars we need to. So here's what we'll do. We'll take some of our current talent and we're going to put them up against mainstream media talent outside of the WWE. Outside of the pro wrestling world. So bring in that Cain Velasquez guy who beat Brock Lesnar about 10 years ago. Let's have him go against Brock Lesnar in the ring. That'll sell. That'll really get everybody's attention. And let's go get Tyson Fury, undefeated heavyweight champion. And let's have him come in and let's see, Braun Strowman. He's our biggest guy in WWE right now. Let's go ahead and have these two giants go at it and see how that turns out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, but once again... Congratulations, WWE, you have done it again. And you know what? That's not even the best part, people. The best part was the aftermath of everything. Now, I won't go down the in full match card of what happened at Crown Jewel. Um, Be sure you follow me on the Life's a Botch podcast on Instagram. Shout out to the Top Hills podcast. We did a collab and we actually did a collab review uh, of what we thought about good old Saudi Arabian crown jewel. And uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to know our thoughts and opinions match by match, head over there, check out the live videos. It was very fun. So shout out to the Top Hills. And uh, basically, what I will say about this news portion is, so there were reports that, See, the ironic part about this entire pay-per-view was, while they had this going on on Halloween night Thursday, usually with these crown jewel events, they would fall on a Friday. However, I guess Vince McMahon and WWE probably didn't realize, oh yeah, SmackDown is now with Fox, SmackDown's no longer on Tuesdays, now it's on Friday nights can't do crown jewel on friday night because we have smackdown on friday night so we're gonna do this on thursday they do the show on thursday and then you would think well what's that gonna leave for friday is smackdown gonna air or is it just gonna be the women since we know the women can't really come over to saudi arabia is it just gonna be an all women's show wrong ladies and gentlemen as they say the show must go on And that it did. They had this show continue, and they said, we're going to do this Saudi show, and then we're going to put our talent right on the plane, have them fly a total of 13 hours from Saudi Arabia to Buffalo, New York, where they had to be the next night for Friday Night SmackDown. Clearly, it wasn't fully planned out, because suddenly, after the show happens, The superstars are boarding the planes, getting ready to take that long flight so that they could be ready to be in Buffalo, New York by 8 p.m. Friday night. Lo and behold, that turned out to be an issue. So I go to sleep after, you know, a nice chilled out little Halloween night. Then I wake up the next day and I get some surprising news that morning. So come to find out, Wrestling reports mention the fact that a lot of the WWE talent who made their way overseas for this Saudi Arabian event pretty much got stranded and stuck in Saudi Arabia. There was a serious fuel issue, they say, fuel issue with the planes in Saudi Arabia. They said that in flying... There was mechanical issues, there was fueling issues, things that came off relatively odd if you will to those who want to know about it. Now, a lot of these reports are saying that in this current moment that WWE is telling their talent who have now just as a current update, talent has now successfully made their you know, they're back in the states. Uh, No one else is currently stranded. All the talent that made their way over is currently now back at home with their families and, you know, possibly on the road now getting ready for Monday Night Raw. Not sure what we're going to see given Monday Night Raw on tonight. Not sure what we're going to really see given the fact that a lot of this talent had to wear and bear being in Saudi, Saudi Arabia for as long as they were. Not sure how Vince is going to work that out. Knowing him, he's going to make them go out there and do their thing anyway, but we'll see how that goes on tonight. But nonetheless, talent did safely make it back into the States, and so that's the important part. But where things got a little fishy is that there were wrestling reports saying that talent is being told to let you guys know that it was mechanical issues. They're being told to record a video to let people know They were stranded in Saudi Arabia literally for straight mechanical issues. It got so bad to where some of these people were on their flights for about a total of six hours. Didn't go anywhere. There were no transfer flights. There were no alternate flights. Some talent had to stay overnight in Saudi Arabia and fly out the next day. Now, a lot of people found this pretty fishy you see in previous saudi arabia events we never had this issue a lot of times they would do the crown jewel pay-per-view or the super showdown pay-per-view in saudi arabia and talent usually got back into the states with no problem suddenly wwe makes history They highlight the fact, and they did it very last minute, need I mind you, but they they did it very last minute in their marketing standpoint, I guess, because they knew what they were doing here with this. But they made history, and they gave you the first ever live women's wrestling match in Saudi Arabia. And so those of you who are very familiar with the Saudi Arabian government and the way that they view women in Saudi Arabia, then you would understand that this is a very big deal, but it's also a very controversial deal. And so while that match successfully happened, you could see the emotion on Natalia and Lacey Evans' face as both of them were fully clothed and bodysuits and T-shirts covering up and really enjoying the match that they put on. You could see the emotion on the Saudi Arabian women and, and young children all in the crowd as the camera pans. You could see it was a very heartfelt, emotional moment. I enjoyed that moment as well. Yet, what was crazy is just the fact that you still had some people who were, you know, probably not ready for something of that nature because Natalia, Natalia Hart, you know, she makes her entrance and it was reported that a water bottle was thrown at her while she was making her entrance to the ring. Now, I had missed that part. I didn't catch that, but in knowing that that happened shows that clearly not everyone Over there is ready for that type of change. And yet, even with that, we saw that WWE, say what you will, they're gonna highlight it a lot. They made history. These women made history. Congrats to those women. And it's a milestone, no doubt. It definitely is. But is it really change? That's the question. Is it really change? Because you can't change something overnight, but you can definitely plant a seed to work towards change. But did WWE really have change in mind? Or was it a political agenda just to show ESPN and Forbes and Fox and all of these other mainstream media outlets, look what we're doing. Look what we're doing over here. No other wrestling promotion can say they did this first except for us. Now, While all of that happens, suddenly, after the fact, when the show is over, now your talent is getting ready to leave because they have to be, you know, at the next show, the next night, and suddenly there are flight issues, there are delays, stuff that never happened prior to that moment. It leads you to think and it leads you to wonder, did this really happen? Is this truth? I mean, what what really happened? But even more interesting, folks, just when you thought it couldn't get any more interesting, this morning I read even more wrestling reports. And so this is gonna cover into going into SmackDown as I talk to you guys about SmackDown and how SmackDown has been the best SmackDown it has been in the past 10, 15, 20 years, even. Basically. There were reports saying that while all of this was going on with the wrestling talent, Vince McMahon was already long gone. For those of you who do and don't know, Vince McMahon, the chairman of the board, has his own private WWE jet. Okay, He's got his own private plane. So you already know that when he's in a place like Saudi Arabia, he's not flying commercial. This man has his own flight. He's good. He's good to go. And while this mechanical issue was going on in Saudi Arabia, he was already long gone. His talent, on the other hand, were stuck and stranded in Saudi Arabia. We'll get more on that in the two-minute promo portion, but I just want to let that soak into your minds. Just imagine working for someone, okay? A billion-dollar company man who pitches this idea to you to tear yourself away from an already grueling schedule that you have in this company. And just imagine that boss of yours is is like, hey, here's a big payday for you. And suppose you're not even a big mainstream name star like a Brock Lesnar or a Braun Strowman or someone of that nature. You just so happen to be Talent that's on the come up or a mid-carder or somebody that's trying to, you know, make a name for themselves, but you're not quite there yet in the mainstream world. So you're being pitched to go overseas to Saudi Arabia, do maybe a battle royal where you're going to be in the ring for maybe two or three minutes, get eliminated, and that's it. But you get a nice little payday out of it, or or you're going to be in a five to ten minute match whether the crowd is into it or not, you do your thing and then off to the races, right? So imagine being that type of talent. And then you, 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 you take that time, you take this long flight across seas, because one thing about it is no matter where you're from, no matter what your culture is wrestling. And that's what I love about pro wrestling. It touches all cultures, all backgrounds. I covered this last week when I was telling you guys about the Jordan miles issue. That's what I love about pro wrestling. It, has no boundaries. Everybody from everywhere loves pro wrestling. But even with knowing that, would you personally ask yourself, if you're not a mainstream big name and your boss is telling you to go overseas in Saudi Arabia and and you have the option, this is your choice, you can choose to go or you can choose not to go, in this moment, is that big... Paycheck really worth flying all the way across seas for a couple of minutes in a match. And then you fly back over, you got paid, but you're dealing with all of these flight issues where you can't even get back home to your family safe and sound yet. You can't even make it to the next show to entertain the crowd that probably paid to see you in America, but you Couldn't make it out there because you're stranded in Saudi Arabia where you went to go get a quick little bigger check, you know? Those are the type of things we have to ask ourselves. And that's why it's like, is money truly the root of all evil? At the end of the day, it is depending on your intentions behind it, you know? I know we have families. I know we have bills. We have things we have to pay. Some opportunities may not be worth it, but it depends on the individual we're all grown men and grown women, so it depends on what you need. But don't let it get you to a point to where you pretty much put yourself at risk because essentially, as tweets pointed out from superstars who admitted that the jet lag was real and you know some of them were frustrated and were like, never again will they go through this, never again. Some of them had wives and families who were saying, don't put us through that again. Make sure you don't go to this again. You have to ask yourself, would you really go through that again? Do you want to put yourself in a predicament where you're stuck on a flight in Saudi Arabia? Because tweets report the fact that as Vince McMahon was gone, he left essentially his talent stranded. Stranded to be, dare I say, you know, possibly executed in a Saudi Arabian government where, you know, terrorism is real out there. All this talent that you have. And they're stranded. And I know you had to have known about it the moment you landed in the States and you couldn't one second say, hey, turn the flight around. Going back to Saudi real quick. I need to make sure my talent gets home safe. And they did get home safe. So thank God for that because that shows that God is definitely real because these superstars were able to safely get home. But it could have been a pretty risky and bad situation for them given the circumstances, you know, because again, according to reports, the media is not really. Buying the whole mechanical issue situation, which means there was something there that was even deeper. There was some type of motive. And as if it didn't get any worse, people, there are more reports saying that Vince McMahon is unhappy with the Saudi Arabian government that he's been dealing with when it came to these Saudi Arabian shows. Going back to September 30th when he did the super showdown that they haven't even fully gotten paid for the previous shows they've done. Now, they've gotten some money, but they haven't even fully gotten paid yet. So there are some things to think about. I say, Vince McMahon, do you really want to put yourself through this knowing that you were locked in with these people for the next eight years? Eight years. You were binded with the Saudi Arabian government to do these shows with your talent. And your talent after this are already, some of them anyway, or most of them, are already frustrated and and, and contemplating if they're going to even go through this again, especially after this situation. Well, time will tell. Ladies and gentlemen, I will keep you updated show after show as more news reports out about this. But that's the main thing to really cover. Normally, I like to go and cover a little bit of everything in pro wrestling this week. But for this week specifically, I wanted to make sure that I covered and touched this particular subject before we go into this new wrestling week. So with that, let's transition to... We're going to skip Raw because there was really nothing special to talk about with Monday Night Raw. And the Wednesday night... Wars were phenomenal. Only thing I will cover on the Wednesday Night Wars for right now is the fact that the ratings for both shows did decline. Granted that both shows were expected to decline because of the fact that the World Series was airing on television the same night. Shout out to the Washington Nationals on their very first franchise World Series title. Nonetheless, both shows did take their decline in ratings if you will however they'll bounce back and i'm going to get you guys an article as far as ratings go with wrestling because it's been a constant trend with smackdown raw nxt aew where ratings television ratings have been slowly going down now in the wrestling world a lot of that can be because of the fact that there are so many options When it comes to wrestling right now, if you're a wrestling fan, a true wrestling fan outside of WWE, there are so many options for you to watch from NWA Power, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, so many, Battle Club, Pro, MLW, I mean, the list goes on. There are so many promotions out there right now that are killing it. So part of that could explain the decline in ratings, and then there's those who feel like, hey, who watches TV these days anyway, right? But we'll get into that. That's an article I'll try to get written um, and posted on the OTS website for you guys. But in the meantime, let's get into SmackDown, because this is where things really, for the wrestling week, became the ultimate highlight. So, WWE SmackDown airs post-Saudi Arabia's crown jewel, and... Upon receiving this news, when I found out that next morning that talent was stuck and stranded in Saudi Arabia, I thought to myself, okay, well, what does this mean for SmackDown? What's SmackDown going to be like? Are these guys going to get home in time for SmackDown or what? Clearly, that was not the case because some of these talents even had to have hotel rooms booked for them in Saudi Arabia while they were stranded overnight. Therefore, SmackDown was looking to be very interesting and the way things started off Brock Lesnar came out who was also in Saudi Arabia so of course he was one of the fortunate ones surprise surprise him and Paul Heyman actually managed to be there on Smackdown that next night that kind of doesn't surprise me but Fortunate for Brock and Paul Heyman, they were able to show up. So those two took up a good chunk of TV time. Paul Heyman doing his usual, cutting a promo on Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar standing there looking pretty and doing what Brock Lesnar does, you know, strong and silent type. Heyman cuts a promo, and then he shows the match with Cain Velasquez. And yes, they showed the match in its entirety. If you want to know how that match turned out, let me just save you the trouble and say it was a three-minute match. It was a match that was treated like a typical UFC-rounded fight, only it was a WWE ring, and it literally lasted three minutes. Kane Velasquez tapped out to the Kimura Lock by Brock Lesnar, and that was all she wrote. That was it, people. They showed you that entire match it was not well received for the most part. But in them showing that and the fact that they were on Fox showing you the... WWE has never shown... Anything they show on their network, they will never show you the full video. The fact that they showed the full video of that match showed they were trying to kill a lot of TV time because they knew they did not have much of their talent on the show. And so... And showing the match in its entirety then they showed what ray mysterio did when he beat brock lesnar down with a chair which is basically setting up a feud i guess between brock lesnar and ray mysterio for the wwe championship somewhere down the line so that should be uh fun i guess uh i, I mean you know if you're, if you're into the david versus goliath type thing and underdog ray and all that good stuff so you know we'll see how that goes but nonetheless As that was going on, a lot of us were kind of nervous. We were wondering, okay, so is this what they're going to do all night for these two hours? Are they just going to do little fillers? Had you thinking that, but then all of a sudden, things took a real slight turn. Paul Heyman admits the fact that he was upset at Rey Mysterio, and Brock Lesnar was extremely pissed off, and he doesn't care what network has to say what or what. WWE management has to say, or anybody, try to stop Lesnar. He is on the look and on the hunt for Rey Mysterio. So Paul Heyman goes on to say that Brock Lesnar quits WWE SmackDown, right? He quits SmackDown. We see him and Paul leave the arena. As they leave the arena, the camera cuts backstage and shows them leaving. And then the camera pans, and next thing you know, we see Triple H and... Shawn Michaels backstage. Initially, this was very interesting because we hardly see Triple H on television these days, you know, unless he's kind of putting on the boots again. So to see him was like, okay, and Shawn Michaels. It was like, okay, this is interesting. Shawn Michaels rocking his NXT hat, as he always does, because he's a big supporter of those young guys and girls as he trains them down there in Orlando. So... All of a sudden, things got a little interesting. We saw a women's title match that they promoted because technically it was supposed to be a six-woman tag match, but given the situation in Saudi Arabia, it went from a six-man tag to a women's championship match that was supposed to be, I believe, at the next pay-per-view or something like that. But they had to go ahead and make it on the night of SmackDown, so you had bailey smackdown women's champion go against nikki cross bailey ends up picking up the win sasha of course was ringside with her so this is where things got interesting and the show took an entire shift as bailey retained the title next thing you know camera slightly pans sasha banks gets thrown into the ring post by a mysterious wrestler oh wait not mysterious She's very known if you watch NXT. She goes by the name of Shayna Baszler, and she is the NXT Women's Champion. She enters into the ring. She clears house, beats down Bayley, and she's left standing tall, holding up the belt. Crowd goes bananas because they know what time it is, and you can hear them chant NXT, 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 and suddenly this show called SmackDown took a very, very interesting swerve. So then I thought to myself, okay, I wonder what this means. Then we see Sami Zayn backstage, and he's cutting a promo. No Shinsuke Nakamura with him, by the way, because, you know, he was in Saudi Arabia too. So it was just Sami Zayn because he's a Muslim, but he's a different type of Muslim. So he has his reasons why he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. So again, he was one of the blessed ones who actually was there in time. So he's cutting a promo. He noticed the NXT trend. He starts saying, hey, if they're going to try to show up on SmackDown, da-da-da-da-da, he's going to mess around, and he's going to put them in their place. Enter Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, two NXT rising stars, as they look at Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn's like, whoa, whoa, guys, I'm with you. I'm, I'm all NXT. Look, here's my shirt. He's wearing just a black shirt. It was a nice comical moment and he was acting like he was going to go to his car and get his NXT shirt so he could show it to the brothers. Then he kind of runs off cowardly and runs outside to the ring, and Keith Lee and Matt Riddle chase him and give him a nice little NXT beatdown, and therefore, suddenly, that trend started to continue. All of a sudden, you could see the crowd into it, and you knew this is a different feel to SmackDown. This show is actually looking good. Before you know it, guys, basically what happened for SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, was all of NXT came and invaded Friday Night SmackDown. We saw matches we never thought we would ever get to see. We saw feuds we never thought we would see. We saw people on WWE mainstream television we didn't think we'd see. We saw Bianca Belair, who's one of my personal favorites. Bianca Belair, we saw her beat down Carmella and Bench press her and throw her over some some production crates and, and beating down Dana Brooke as well. We saw Rhea Ripley, and we saw so many. I mean, oh, my gosh, who all did we see? I mean, we saw Keith Lee. We saw Matt Riddle. I mean, we just saw NXT, black and gold brand, just taking over the blue brand of SmackDown all night. We even got to see a dream match that has never been seen before anywhere where we saw Daniel Bryan, yes, Daniel Bryan, win against Adam Cole, baby. Very cool guy, by the way. I met him when I was traveling through Philly one time. It was when WWE Royal Rumble was in Philadelphia and NXT TakeOver was there as well. Got to meet that brother. Adam Cole is a really awesome brother. So I'm definitely an Undisputed Era member for life. Thanks to that guy. Nonetheless, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan crowd marked out for this. It was something we, it was a main event like no other. I mean, SmackDown literally had its best main event for years. And I say all of this to say, I mean, you know, again, I won't cover everything match by match or anything like that, but it's basically to let you guys know, first off, This angle is all coming because the upcoming next pay-per-view is one of the big four WWE pay-per-views. To those listening who don't know WWE's big four of pay-per-views, out of all their pay-per-views they do, their big four would be WrestleMania, which is always usually in that April standpoint. You have Royal Rumble, which is usually in January at the top of the year. Then you have Survivor Series, which is right around this time in November towards the holiday season, if you will. And then you have SummerSlam, which is always in August. SummerSlam is kind of like the WrestleMania Jr. Uh, And then Royal Rumble and Survivor Series, like I said, you can argue on which ones are your favorites. Personally, I've always been more of a fan of both Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. Those were always my two favorites. But this Survivor Series it's definitely heating up to be very fun. Previous years, they always did the whole brand versus brand thing. It was SmackDown versus Raw. And it was fun for a while, but it just got repetitive because there was really nothing major on the line. It would just be just, okay, brand supremacy. Who's the better brand? And nine times out of 10, booking always made it seem like Raw was the better show, even though more people catered to SmackDown. But this year... They've incorporated NXT. And what made SmackDown so special this week is the fact that A, Triple H, pretty much had his influence over that entire show. You could feel it. You could tell. It was a clear-cut difference that this was all Triple H. Triple H had his hands on this from top to bottom of this show. And it was to a point where you say, You see what happens, Vince, when you allow someone like, oh, I don't know, Triple H, who's been in the business and knows the business, both as a businessman who studied it and as an actual former talent. You see what happens when you let him get a little influence there. Suddenly, your mainstream shows are just as good and they seem better than they were in the past five to ten years. It's crazy how that works. So at the end of that main event with Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole, it was an awesome main event. They tore the house down. It was these two brothers' first time ever, ever. Like a lot of times in WWE when you see a dream match, chances are those two talents probably faced each other. So I'll throw two names like a, say, a Samoa Joe and an AJ Styles. They've wrestled all over the place, but this might be their first time wrestling in WWE. But if you're a hardcore fan, you know it's not their first time. They've wrestled at tons of other promotions. For these two, this was their first time meeting ever, anywhere. So fans were super into it. Of course, Adam Cole did pick up the win. Shout out to Daniel Bryan. He's always big on younger talent. He loves to put them over. Uh, so he, you know, you had Triple H and Shawn Michaels at ringside watching. And so after this happens... You see all of the NXT roster, or at least most of them, not all of the roster because NXT is pretty stacked just like the main roster. So it wasn't everybody. It was more so just most of the good big names that you would know, uh, Bianca Belair, uh, you know, Tegan Knox, and, and Rhea Ripley and 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 Adam Cole and, you know, just a little bit there. You know, they had a little, nice little sprinkle of people. But you see the talent come out. They're in the ring. Triple H gets in the middle of the ring. Him and Shawn Michaels are in there. Triple H cuts the promo on the mic, and he says, Hey, if you guys heard you guys mention NXT for Survivor Series, you want to war. Well, we're considering this as the first shot. NXT. We are NXT. And, well, you know how to, you know, I try to do my best raspy Triple H voice impression. I hope you guys like that at home. But nonetheless, it was very intense. You felt it. You know, I know me personally. I was at home marking out like this was like, yo, this is this is dope. I have not been this into a SmackDown in God knows how long because I'm one of the ones, you know, like I asked my last guest last week. I don't know. I just feel like SmackDown has been kind of stale since they came to Fox. I mean, the first episode was cool. Uh, but even then, it was just kind of like, uh it feels different, looks different, okay. But every show up until this previous one was like, blah, meh, eh, you know. But man, did NXT light a fire on this show. It's crazy, man. Like, I was loving every bit of it. And it got to a point where I said, gee, I actually can't wait to watch Monday Night Raw tonight because... Usually, what happens is when you see invasion angles like that, that means every single show, every single brand, you're going to see a retaliation. Now, NXT fired the first shot. We saw them invade SmackDown. So that makes you wonder are they going to invade Raw on tonight? Is SmackDown going to invade Raw? Or what? You know, what exactly is going to happen? Now, my guess, my prediction, if you will, is NXT will do exactly what they did on SmackDown. They will come fire the first shot, or should I say the second even, and they will invade Raw, and we may see some different faces this time, and they'll do what they do on Raw. It's going to be interesting since Raw is a three-hour show, so... That means we'll even see more NXT talent. But I'm sure they'll invade Raw. Raw's probably going to probably gonna try to act like they're prepared. And they're going to be like, we saw what happened to SmackDown. We're not going to let them come in our house and do this. And, you know, they're going to probably get invaded on. And then I'm thinking things are really going to get interesting come Wednesday night. Because AEW is going to air. And it's going to make me wonder, like... Well, which one are you going to watch that week now? Because I'm pretty sure SmackDown, Raw, or SmackDown and Raw, dare I say, are going to invade NXT within their two-hour show. That's going to be interesting to see. And then the way things are advertised for Survivor Series, it's supposed to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. So NXT fires the first shot which makes you wonder, okay, so who fires the next shot? Is it Raw? Is it SmackDown? Is it NXT again? Will Raw and SmackDown invade each other as well while they're invading NXT? Who knows? We got about three weeks, three, four weeks before Survivor Series pay-per-view kicks off. So it's going to be very interesting. But nonetheless, SmackDown left a great impression It gave great hope to say, make WWE great again. And NXT, you did just that. So hopefully, Vince gets influenced by the things he sees. Probably not. But there's hope somewhere. You never know. Tune in to Monday Night Raw tonight. Let's find out what happens. Let's see what the aftermath is. I'll be back with you guys going into the week. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I gave you a brief episode of Life's a Botch. And uh, that being said, that's really all there is to say for this week. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do the botch of the week, which, real quickly, the botch of the week goes to Mr. Primo. Yes, Primo, cousin of Carlito. And I'm sorry, actually, brother of carlito that's my botch to tie in with the botch of the week primo brother of carlito to those of you who remember carlito brother of carlito cousin of epico looked like he was trying he was in the battle royal at the saudi arabian event and it looked like he was trying to do a drop kick or a suicide dive or something but he I think he was trying to do a springboard. That's what he was trying to do. It looked like he was trying to do a springboard move off of the ropes. And to those who know what a springboard is, basically it's where you basically do like a leapfrog kind of deal off of the middle ropes and you try to do a fancy move. Well, he does it and he slightly slips and almost pretty much eliminated himself in a way in that battle Royal. But you can see where he got a nice little save from a fellow wrestling talent. And, you know, that was kind of that they made it look real, real smooth. So, Botch of the week goes to that guy. And uh, next segment will be the two-minute promo, which we're going to go ahead and knock this baby out real quick. And uh, without further ado, here we go. So, Vince, I got beef with you, man. I don't know how we keep coming across this crossroad. I don't know how we keep meeting at this point. But that's real messed up what you did, man. I mean, you want to argue and you want to talk about these Saudi and Arabian government officials and how they're not conducting business the right way to you and giving you your money, yet you're taking your fancy little jet and you're flying across seas, leaving your talent stranded in a country where they could have been gone. Do you realize how many of those people got families, Vince? Do you realize how many of those people got kids that were worried? When's dad coming? When's mom coming home? I don't know, son. I don't know. I don't know, daughter. They'll be here. Don't worry. How's that money feeling, Vince? Does it feel dirty yet? Can you feel the stains of blood? Huh? Huh? Do you feel it when you get in your little baths at night and you take your showers, you know, and you got that money in the tub just sitting there drizzling? Because you're feeling like a rich man, You, you know, you're smelling and feeling like a million bucks. You can have all that money in the world, Vince. That don't make you a good man. See must be fun to work for you and knowing that you want to convince people it's good for business to come make this big check, come get this good money. It's easy. All you got to do is fly overseas for a long period of time. You know, do a little something quick. You'll be out your way and you get paid for it. But the moment something fishy goes on, you want me to cover it up for mainstream media? You want me to say everything is fine when everything wasn't fine? And I tell you never again. But then if I tell you never again, what you going to do? You going to bury me for the rest of my life while I'm under contract by you for 4 or 5 6 years. But that's cool. Pay me to sit at home and do nothing. Pay me to job out to this talent. Because no matter what, you still paying me. But never again will you expect me to fly overseas and risk my life while you sit there chilling on your little jet or laughing at the fact that we basically out here looking like little pawns in your big... Man game. You know, you like to talk about things being best for business. Well, tell me, Vince, was that best for business? Do you feel good knowing your sweaty palms is on that bloody money right now? If you ask me, you looking like the real chump right now. But hey, do what you feel, Vince. Vince. Live how you live. I Hope you're able to sleep at night. Because it's going to be real cold when that blood money ain't there to warm you up. And you sitting out there shivering and starving. Waiting for that next money grab. All right, y'all. That does it for this time of life's botch. Until the next time, y'all, be sure you follow us on Life's a Botch podcast. Make sure you follow on Facebook, like the Life's a Botch podcast, and join the Life's a Botch group. And uh, until the next time, ladies and gents, I will talk to you soon. Y'all take care now. Peace!